Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Welcome. This is Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. We are here to help you as leaders and also leaders that are emerging, the emerging that want to become leaders. We're here to assist you in your journey of leadership and becoming your best as a leader and becoming that person that really makes a difference in other people's lives. You have a great opportunity, great potential to make a, uh, a real difference in people's lives, not only in their careers, but also in the, their very lives themselves, their families, the people that they love, the people that they care about. You have that great opportunity. And that's what we're talking about here. How do you bring that forth? How do you bring it out so that you are a catalyst? You are an example to others about how they can become their best as leaders and then assist others in their journey, in their careers, and in their lives. I'm Michael Bale. I'm here today with my partner, Rich Barrow. We've got an exciting Hello. guest here today. This is Cameron Bodley. Cameron has a very interesting philosophy. I'm going to ask him to give a little bit of his background. But his philosophy, we've often heard ROI, it has to do with business. What's your investment? What is your expectation about what you're doing here? What's the return on your investment? But he's taking it to a whole new level here. He takes taking it to now it's a it's a really about a philosophy of life that will allow you, if you live it, if you're true to it. If you're true to yourself, is that's what I understand, Cameron, what you're saying here. If you're true to yourself, this is the way to real happiness, real joy, real fulfillment, and to real meaning in your life. So let's start here. Cameron, give us a little bit of um your background of what what it was that you've done and how did you get to this ROI philosophy? Yeah, well, I, I mean, the 10 second story, right, is I, I've been through a lot of things in my life. Um, like I've worked multiple jobs, even from a very young age, I've always been entrepreneurial minded. And that I mean, from uh, the, even and I remember from the age of like 10, I used to do anything from raking leaves to um, learning basic magic, magic tricks to whatever I could. To, um, and being like even a clown or something like that to to try to earn money wherever I could. Um, even lemonade stands, again, mechanics. I learned how to do all, uh, a bunch of different things. Um, but I had finished. Uh, so at 15, I actually was more into engineering. Um, so I actually finished a, a degree for CAD engineering and auto mechanics um, as well at that, that time. And then I finished another one in marketing, and then I went into business entrepreneurship, and then I completely went off the wall into and, and a whole different end and did family marriage counseling for a little bit. Found that was really not a good fit for me, um, 
<laughs> I just did not have the patience or the personality for that or the filter for that matter. Um, and then um, I, I've, I've always done a number of different things. And so I, I didn't really, and a lot of people ask, well, how did you do so much things? And I'm like, well, simple. If you basically wake up from five in the morning and until two in the morning, the next day, just nonstop work or do all these different activities and throw yourself and have no social life. It's pretty easy to have <laughs> some of this, but I just didn't have any of the social skills as a result of that, um, which is actually ended up being why um, after, you know, I had injuries and in that from, from military and everything uh, where I forced myself into like, okay, well, I can't really, I've reached like a plateau. I can't really, I don't feel like I can achieve or I'm making much personal progress in my life. So what's the worst thing humanly possible to put myself in? Because in areas of pain is the greatest areas of growth. Um, and that to me at the time was sales. So I did sales for a while just so I could actually learn how to communicate more effectively and I could understand uh, that behavior a little bit better. Obviously, I had some of the psychology training, but I didn't really have any real world application training for, for that. Um, and so I, I just could not understand how most decisions were bought based on emotion as opposed to logic because um, I was very, very logically inclined. Um, so needless to say, a lot of my experience in that has, and both, um, both the, you know, unpleasant upbringing to, uh, currently my family right now has sent me to a series of different, uh, just growth cycles that have, um, changed my philosophy and allowed me to progress to where I am now. But it, as we were talking again earlier, um, the more I know, the more I know, I don't know. So, I, I will always be the first to admit that I do not know everything. Uh, I just know what has consistently worked um, because I'm able to filter a lot of the emotion out <laughs> and focus purely on, okay, logically, this is consistently shown that it works and this is consistently shown it doesn't. Um, and I also kind of realized because I've both again had money and been without money, I've been homeless, been wealthy, I've been everything in between up and down. Um, and so I, I know that it's not exactly a great ROI. Again, if you have to fight every day to get a gun barrel out of your mouth, it's, it's an awful ROI. It doesn't matter how wealthy you are. It doesn't matter how many planes, cars, what's it, whatever. At the end of the day, none of that's coming with you to the grave and nobody's going to remember as you as anything else than another rich prick. And so, um, I, I figured it's like there has to be more. At the end of the day, we all want fulfillment. We all want time. We all want something. Um, and sometimes it's to be remembered. And, uh, and and that's part of the reason, again, I started this podcast. And it, it was almost somewhat of a selfish desire that I wanted my legacy to be more. I wanted something to be remembered by that I made a positive impact on the world, that I was able to bring that because I know how much I would have appreciated that instead of learning a lot of the lessons the hard way, um, how much I would have appreciated somebody giving me a reality check then, right? You seem to be the kind of guy that uh, people talk a lot about that person who he keeps failing forward. You seem to be very, very resilient in your attitude about life, very humble about 
being willing to take chances. And my mother says it's called thick skulled. It's whatever, whatever works, right? Rich, tell us a little bit about how you you, you cross paths paths with uh, Cameron and what caught your eye and said, let's have this guy on our podcast. Well, it was interesting. Cameron has been working on uh, um, a project uh, for me. We've been uh, redoing a, a conference room and make it, it more up to speed, more um, user friendly, if you will. And uh, just talking with Cameron and finding out a little bit about uh, his podcast and, and some of his uh, on the consult ROI. Here's the, here's the thing that really intrigues me. So I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about ROI here for a minute because it's something that really goes hand in hand with what we do uh, on the executive coaching and what Cameron was talking about with your personal ROI. And if you look at, at the financial world, an ROI is really your profit realized minus the original or ongoing investment. The same thing goes for your, your personal ROI, personal uh, development. You can't really, there's a lot of things you can put a dollar figure on, but in, in, in the end, what is your value to others around you? How do you, what, what are you going to do to better yourself? The investment it takes, the time, the grit, determination, uh, all this that's going to take to get you to a certain level. And some of these things can take years. They can take time. They can take uh, extra help, like with the executive coaching that we talk about, Michael. And it, it all starts, honestly, with performing a very, even potentially brutal self-assessment on yourself. What do you start at? What's your ground? What's your what's your zero point? And what investment are you willing to make in yourself? Um, you can't really put a dollar figure on personal ROI. Perhaps if you're if you're going to college, if you're going to school, you can you can put some kind of dollar figure on that when you get out and you get a job. You know what kind of salary you're going to make if that's you know your goal in life is to get that salary and make that money and do whatever. But really, it, it comes down to your satisfaction, your time, your ability to, to influence not only those around you, but even the organization you work for. Those are all part of your personal ROI. How do you impact and the legacy you leave for others? This is really what, and, and it's becoming more and more prevalent in organizations today, looking what is your personal ROI? How do you really how are you really going to impact yourself? What kind of legacy are you going to leave based on the investment you put in yourself? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead, Cameron. Uh, so with ROI, I found that again, money is just an accelerator. It'll accelerate the good or the bad in your life. And it's a tool. Um, I had a very flawed ideology when I was younger, which led me to not really caring and making a lot of foolish decisions in business because I thought, again, money was all, the root of all evil. So thus it shouldn't be important. Um, but at the end of the day, it is how you use it. And if you idolize it, then yes, because at the end of the day, if you are having your whole world to revolve around that, it's going to be a lead to a very empty life. Um, and that's good principle, whether it's in personal, spiritual, anything like that. Um, if you base it in anything monetary, just like a car, right? A car can get smashed and then your your value's gone, right? 
um, then everything that you put value in is, is destroyed. Um, and the same thing with money, money can be taken, money can do that. But if you understand that it's a tool to give you stuff that you want, the lifestyles, the, uh, uh, the time, the resources, the, the means, the influence, um, then that uh, is, a, is a little bit more honest achievement or honest uh, goal that you can consistently work towards. Um, so it's the same saying that even perfectionism is, is kind of a mindset and it's the continual pursuit towards improvement, not necessarily a destination. It's not a final destination at all. And so as we continually set ourselves into a state of always being willing to improve, always willing to move forward, um, then we are achieving always a positive ROI. But what happens when you take um, something good, whether it's a car, whether it's uh, money or whatever else, and we just leave it outside and don't, don't use it? We don't utilize it or anything else. We just let it sit there and rot. Right. Well, let me let me, um, let me ask you, that's an interesting concept, Cameron. Let me let me ask you this. You've done a lot of things. You know, we've talked about a lot of things uh, that you have done military how to, and uh, built businesses, uh, you know, from the ground up, helped others uh, succeed. And you just mentioned you, you were going going to leaving that outside. How have you capitalized on those skills and talents that you've you've gained? throughout all your successes to really build a personal ROI and help build a legacy for not only for yourself, but for those around you. Because here's the thing, anytime you invest in yourself and you're doing, doing some things for other people, I mean, you better be returning a substantial multiple on your investment on a consistent basis. And that needs to be not only for personal, but for financial as well. So how, how do you, how do you do that? What's your secret? So the reality is, is most of us have a fairly unique skill set. Um, mine, is, as you touched on, is persistence, resilience, and also being willing to uh, being able to filter out a lot of emotion and looking at just the logical decisions to make very quick and calculated situ uh, like decisions. Um, so it, it allows me to look at all the pros and cons of something within seconds and immediately come up with a result. And that was actually condemned by a lot, um, including my parents and teachers and all sorts of stuff growing up. And so that was always a skill set that, you know, you kind of hid away. Right. And so it became the skill that just sat out there and, and rotted for say, um, or wasn't as utilized as it was because it was kind of the skeleton in the closet. However, um, the reality is, is every single thing, every single quirk in your person can be a, for good or bad. Um, I understand that my strengths are mostly on logistics management, like project management, um, technical systems, very instantaneous decisions and that. I'm not necessarily as great of a people person. Um, so I now, I know my shortfalls and I know where I need to hire to get people that can fulfill those voids and, that, and focus on what I execute best on. So reality is, is you are always continually um, focusing on what we feel is easy for ourselves um, that might be harder for other people because, um, 
like a lot of people will see like they, they might find organization like for me organization is very actually hard even though i'm very logical i have to tear out an entire room clear it completely out start from bare scratch and then put one thing at it at a time and if something throws that order out or if i add something new it i have to redo it all again that's like how ocd i am in a, some things which is again a crutch but there is people out there that have that skill set um, that I will hire intentionally to do that because it is a lot easier for them to think for for more of a rapid expansion and some of the and I basically just give them the input saying hey this is what I need this is where I need it to get to and then they're able to facilitate that that goal or ambition right and so it's not only working with those people but being honest with yourself and being able to um, utilize the the skills that you are given with yourself. So and I know that's kind of a long-winded answer, but that's the reality is find something that you're good at that you may find is really easy and natural for you and just figure out how you can utilize that for a positive um, and, and figure out how to best um, approach that. So um, yeah, at the, at the end of the day, there, there's a lot of different things that go into it. I mean, you could go into a whole month lesson just in that aspect, but um, it just comes down to finding the, even the simple things that we have in that when I was homeless, for example, I didn't really have much at my disposal, nothing monetarily, nothing to that. I did have a skill set that I was always willing to learn. And my skill set really at, at that time, the only thing I had was the ability to throw myself into any situation and figure out the problem. So it was the problem solving skills, right? So I would go into a situation like, hey, do you have any work? Can you do anything else? And they're like, yeah, can you do this? And I would say without a fail, like, yes, I can do that. And I would figure it out and I would actually do it very, very well. And so they're like, yeah, can you do this? Well, yes, I can. And I did that very, very well. And I kept moving up and up. And eventually that's actually what led to a lot of my fortune 500 contracts. I started at the bottom and that showed and executed on that skill set exceptionally well, built the skill set um, in the, 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 I already had some tech skills in tech, but then I was able to um, build those relationships with executives that then migrated between those fortune 500 and build a lot of contracts that made me millions at the end of the day. So that, that really helps me, but it's it's not something that's unfeasible for you guys. It's it's just building up relationships and then executing well upon that and then following through. If you mess up, great, like take accountability and fix it. <laughs> that sounds great. I, you talk a lot about being this very logical guy. You are very entrepreneurial in your approach about life. I, I, I would say that's very, very true about you. High risk, ready ready to just jump in and you know, learn on your own trial and error kind of stuff. Same time, there's something that I hear thematically in your life is about people. You say maybe you don't have the social skills or you didn't have in the past, but there is something about that you see is very valuable in having the right people in your life. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Your your network is your net worth. I know that saying is kind of overused. But the reality is, is if you can execute, again, build those relationships, like I didn't, again, have the social things to be in the 
the good old boys for golf club. I, in fact, people would only invite me along with golf if they wanted a comedy show. Um, but I, I just was, uh, I knew that I could do a job very well, execute on it, show them that I was, and I didn't really talk much. I didn't really, which is funny for a lot of people that know me <laughs> now, but, um, but when I work in that and I, I just focus and I completely isolate in that and I, that's what they could see and that's what they valued. And, um, and especially when you are talking with bigger corporations, they don't really care necessarily about your, your credentials per se. They care about what you can provide for them. And if you can show a very clear driven ROI um, and especially the numbers make sense, then it's a no brainer decision, right? Um, and that's actually, I, I would actually challenge some of the, the decision makers whenever I closed a project, um, if they doubted me and for a long time, I actually pretended to be, um, just one of the technical IT people for my company. I had never actually advertised I was the owner because if everybody found out as the owner, they would immediately discredit me because my age and, uh, like kick me out the door. But if I just showed them like, Hey, I'm a, one of the technical engineers. Let me just show you what I can do. And if it makes sense, great. If it doesn't, we'll shake hands, part as friends. And that's that was my saying in almost every single thing. And I almost every single time, I make sure that I blew their socks off. Right? That's standing. I mean, I mean, performance, connection, your skill base, all those kinds of things, those really served you well. Those are a lot of the things that came out of your ROI investment. That's great stuff. That's great stuff for leaders, great stuff for, for entrepreneurs, great stuff for anybody, exactly. Let's wrap it up. we got to have you come back again, Cameron. You're a very interesting and exciting fellow to, to talk with and to talk to and uh, just to listen, just to hear your, your, your kind of natural, everyday, common man philosophy about life. It's powerful stuff. Rich, take us out. Let's wrap this up. Thank you so much. Alrighty, Cameron, thank you very much. I've been putting on here Consult ROI, your, that's your podcast, and connect. You'll notice that there hasn't been posts for a little bit. I, I've been slacking. There's about 10 in the process of being published. But uh, luckily, I, I do have my office manager that is starting to, to help me get that. <laughs> get in the works. We all need to see him. Well, if you want to get a hold of Michael and myself, Executive Leaders Act, ILEC.com. And go to our webpage, look us up. Let's talk about these things. Let's talk about your personal ROI. Let's talk about how you invest in yourself and the, those, the benefits of doing that and how you can feel down the road, you know, from, from your personal investments. So once again, we come to the end of another episode of Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. And uh, we've got some uh, some other great episodes coming up very soon. So, yeah. uh, Michael, who are, we, who are we shouting out to tonight? There's some people in Alabama. I want to just say thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being part of our, our community here. So thank you, Alabama. Alabama, yes. Thank you very much. The, the, so uh, once again, everybody take care of each other. And we'll see you again soon. Be safe. All the With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. 
You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.